on this episode of Couch Conversations. The truth is that we could all eat the exact same thing. We could all follow the exact same strict meal plan and workout regimen, and we would still all look very different. Welcome to Couch Conversations, a podcast for women who want to chat about real life issues. Hi, I'm Courtney B. Riley. We're talking about what it means to be a woman of God today, how to find purpose in life, and how to deal with tough conversations. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the couch for some good conversation. Welcome to the Women of Influence podcast, where we are real women that love Jesus and have real, authentic conversations and uh, with the intention of sharing our mess with other women, ultimately, so that they can find freedom like we did in Jesus. And today we're talking to Liz Patton, who is several years, my friend, through uh, meeting her husband and a long story there. We're going to talk about body image, health, wellness. Um, we'll hear Liz's story and just what the Lord says about finding freedom from the world's perception of health and wellness and then what the word says. So I'll pray and thanks for being on here, Liz. Super grateful to be here, Courtney. Yeah. All right. Heavenly Father, we just open up today and we thank you. We start off by saying thank you. Thank you for um, today. Thank you that we woke up. Thank you that we have testimonies to share. Thank you for um, platform and thank you for opportunity. Thank you for this friendship with Liz and thank you for using us, um, using our yes to share our stories with other women. We just ask that every woman that hears uh, this podcast, wherever they are, whenever it is, that your spirit would speak right through what we talk about and right into their hearts that transformation would happen that brings you glory. And we just lift up our conversation today. Um, just give us insight and give us courage and give us peace as we share openly and connect. And we love you. We uh, pray for you to have glory in all that we do today here. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So Liz, Liz and I know each other through her husband, Jason Patton, who's an awesome realtor. And um, we live a few counties separated, but I think we met through him a couple years ago. And then mm -hmm. through She Works His Way, which I'm a raving fan of, I found that through Liz, the platform and the book. So yeah, Liz, why don't you tell us your story? And and it's funny, before we got on here, we <laughs> said, I may not have even heard the whole story of your background. So I'm listening too with everyone else. I am super grateful to be here with you. And I am really passionate about this topic because for a long time, I was in bondage to my health and didn't even know it. And so just really quickly, a little bit um, about my story. I uh, after some yo-yo uh, with my weight, after having three um, boys, right, kind of stair steps, uh, my weight would fluctuate. And when I was um, just young mom with those three boys, I started to uh, get really involved in over-exercising and I would kind of hide that by participating in events like a marathon, triathlons, 
Um, I could hide the amount of exercise I was doing because I would just say that I was training for something. I thought that that would fix me and that just made me more in bondage mm. to my um, to my body. And so then I thought, okay, I will fix myself by learning about nutrition. So I spent a year getting certified as an integrative nutrition health coach thinking, that that would fix me. Hmm. And we know that the only thing that could fix me was Jesus. And so I sadly would kind of um, put him on a shelf. So my health and wellness was um, something that I didn't sadly invite him into. Hmm. I guess I felt like it was a vain pursuit. And I compartmentalized that. Mm -hmm. And he was so kind to woo me to him, to capture more and more of my heart and really to help me recognize that I had made an idol. It started out as a good thing. I just wanted to be healthy for my family. But like anything, when we start to find our satisfaction in something other than him, mm -hmm. it can become an idol. Um, I love Timothy Keller's definition of an idol. He says, an idol is anything more important to you than God. Anything mm. that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. Mm -hmm. Anything you seek to give you what only God can give you. And uh, when God, I mean, when he just, I, I think of it as just when he removed the scales from my eyes and I finally saw that I had made an idol out of it. Um, I mean, I just wept and I, I was able to finally surrender it. And only then was I able to find peace. And mm -hmm. I, I think of it, uh, I refer to it now as my plumb line. Um, I was reading in Zechariah one morning and I fell upon this verse that I had maybe read before, but it just hit me in a brand new way. And just the backstory of Zechariah, the Israelites were having to rebuild um, the temple. And so, you know, Solomon's temple obviously was just this the, the biggest, most beautiful temple. And when they had to start over again, I'm sure they were feeling um, overwhelmed. They were feeling like, um, you know, they were having to start all over again. And Zechariah says in chapter four, verse 10, do not despise these small beginnings mm. for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. And so I'm like, plumb line. I felt like I had heard that before, right. but I started researching about plumb lines. And when a carpenter is building a house, the foundation, in order for it to be firm and straight, the plumb line is held so that you make sure that the foundation is built plumb, built firm, built straight. And so I realized that. I had not been able to find peace because I was swinging from one side of the pendulum to the other. I was swinging from obsessing and restricting. And then when I couldn't do that any longer, then I would swing over to the other side, which is comfort, choosing food for comfort or neglecting my body altogether. We tend as women to fall into one of those 
two areas, either obsessing about our health or sometimes restrict, uh, neglecting it all together. Yeah, not caring or yeah. Or, yeah. Because I mean, either because we're so overwhelmed with all the, the conflicting information that's out there, or we're just, we're just overwhelmed with life. And it's the last thing that we can think about. Right. But God in it all is just wanting us. He's our carp. Like Jesus was the master carpenter, right? Like he is wanting to hold our plumb line. He is wanting us to just not despise these small beginnings, right? We're maybe starting over and we're feeling like, oh, like here I go again. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, do not despise these small beginnings. He's rejoicing to see the work begin because it's not work when our plumb line is in his hands. Like we just get to hold his hand. Yeah. And that brought me so much freedom to realize that I could stop white knuckling because when we white knuckle anything, our hands are clenched and we're not able to receive anything from him. But when we open up our hands, we're able to receive his peace. We're able to surrender and experience the freedom that he's wanting to give us. But I had been so just striving and white knuckling that I wasn't even able to, to experience that. And so I just, I have in my office a plumb line. Like I keep this in my office to remind myself, like, girl, are you plumb? Like, are, is he holding on? Like, are you surrendered to him today? Because if not, I will, I mean, it's just, you have to um, continue to work at staying free, right? It's not like a once and a done thing, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and it's, I heard this yesterday, allow the Lord to be sovereign so you can be surrendered. And it's just, he is so sovereign over everything, but only in our lives where we allow him to be. And I think the minute we try to control or force or even his things, but in our time or his things in our way, in our process. Those are us trying to take that seat, you know? Yes. And, um, and not making space for him to be sovereign. So God, what a story. I knew some of that, but that's, yeah, I have a tendency to white knuckle. We've talked about lots of things, but I think you said something about not maybe being less open to, um, surrendering or asking him to come in and lead in the area of health and wellness, because it's like a vanity thing. Sometimes we feel, Mm -hmm. and I know that's something that can play out in a lot of different ways. I mean, the truth is the Lord cares about the little details. You know, it's not like he's only got this much capacity and it's only for the big, important things. Absolutely. And, and I, I realized that I had trusted him to save me, but I wasn't trusting him to sustain me. Mm. You know, we come to him for salvation, but then it's like, okay, I'm good. Like I, I got this. I, you know, I, I know how to eat. I know how to move my body. You know what? He wants to be involved in all of that. Yeah. And the truth is that we could all eat the exact same thing. We could all follow the exact same strict meal plan and workout regimen. And we would still all look very different because there is a beautiful body diversity that he intended. Like we're not all supposed to look exactly the same and be the same shape. And so 
I realized he wanted to be involved in what I ate every day. Like just asking, like the thought had never occurred to me to say, Holy Spirit, like, how should I feel my body today? Like, you know what is on my plate. You know what I need to do. What would best fuel my body today? And once I started doing that, how should I move today? You know, like, I didn't sleep so great last night. So like, what does that mean for my movement today? You know, like the old Liz would just plow through whatever the workout program for the day said I was supposed to do. And there's there's no freedom in that. There's no joy in that. No mm-hmm. peace. And so just surrendering that and inviting him to be a part of it. Oh, that wow. there's just so much peace there. And not just, I think I hear in the world a lot, listen to your body. And I think being in touch with and aware of your body is smart, right? For but sure. I, think it, I like how you're even saying a step further, like listen to the Holy Spirit guide you and even those small decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think diet culture is so loud. Um, For someone maybe listening who isn't familiar with diet culture, like I just love to identify it because we can sometimes be so wrapped up in it and not even realize. Um, But it's just the belief that our appearance and our body shape or size is more important than our psychological or physical well-being and mm-hmm. health. And so I think for those of us who are maybe people pleasers, it can be really easy to fall into diet culture and not even know that we're in it. And so when I was allowing diet culture to be louder than my father's voice, my heavenly father's voice. It wasn't that he had stopped talking to me or stopped leading me. It was just that I had allowed the world to get too loud. And so just identifying it, um, not uh, subscribing to emails that were coming from those resources or unfollowing things on social media that were you know, just inundated with diet culture language um, helped me a a tremendous amount. And so I would just encourage anybody who um, is feeling in bondage to that, to just have the freedom to, yeah, unfollow the accounts that are making you feel less than, making you feel like you're not enough, that you have to strive for something or, you know, look a certain way or eat a certain way or move a certain way. Like you're Heavenly Father made you and he knows what you need. And so when we just ask him and surrender it and lay it at his feet and just, yeah, depend upon him rather than the world to tell us, our identity is found in him. Like we are made in his image. And so um, once I started to just embrace that, Like I stopped caring less and less what the world was telling me I was supposed to look like and just embracing how he made me to be. So I like that not it's it's the first step is, I mean, inviting him in to be sovereign in that space of your health and wellness. And I'm sure for a lot of us, I mean, I'm myself included. I need to repent on a regular basis for when I do let that creep up into the idle spot, you know, and, and that, and many other things, but what about 
What do you stand on as far as, I mean, the Lord does care about our health and wellness, you know? And so he has a different reasoning for us taking care of our bodies than the world does, but it's still important to him. Absolutely. And, you know, when you think about the fruits of the spirit that we get when the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Mm self-control. And I used to think I had to be self-disciplined in my own strength. I had to be self-disciplined. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And so again, the Holy Spirit who had the power to raise Jesus from the dead. That same Holy Spirit lives in us. And so if we just, again, rely on the Spirit to just help us to, I mean, they're all foods can fit. Like I had the food police living in my head 24-7. If I ate good food, I thought I was good. And if I ate bad food, I thought I was bad. Like food is food. We're the ones who make it moral or put labels on it, right? But he tells us in First Corinthians that everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial, right? And so just differentiating, okay, like I can eat all foods, all foods can fit, but what's gonna what's gonna best fuel me for this day? And sometimes that does mean having French fries and ice cream because I'm making memories with my family and that is something that in the past I missed out on because, you know, I was in bondage to the meal plan. And so, you know, he wants us that that joy that comes from, you know, sharing a meal and being in community and fellowship with people. I mean, how many times do women maybe decline a social event because they're worried that they're not going to... Um, be able to eat because it's not on their, you know, meal plan or, you know, they go to the event and they're so consumed with the food that they're not even able to focus on the fellowship. Um, And so just again, like trusting that the Holy Spirit in us can help us um, to, to be healthy and strong and that, you know, you can be healthy at every size. It doesn't, it's not size, like God is not concerned with our size. (laughs) He can use us, um, you know, at whatever size we are, he wants us healthy. Yes. But, but that is not size specific. Right. And again, the world makes us think that it is, but he is not looking at the heart. Yeah. He looks at things, the inward, not the outward. And yes, I, I like, I think something that's encouraging is just to pause. I think we're in such a fast culture and world that like everything is fast. Everything is quick, rushed, fast. I mean, I know I've worked at places and, and I mean, I'm fully transparent. There are days even now where I let myself fall back into being so busy that food is just plowed through or inhaled as I'm doing things. I don't even think about it. And mm-hmm you know, everything that the Lord does is intentional. And if we're, we're, our goal is to, to be like him. And we know that he, everything he did was as an example to us, you know, up from back from Genesis when he rested. I mean, it was, he didn't need a rest. He's been teaching us by leading us through example. And so if everything he does, he does with intentionality, how important it is for us to 
try to follow that same and allow, like you said, the Holy Spirit to empower us to do that. We can't do that on our own selves, you know, but he really does give us the power to do that. But being intentional about what we fuel our body with, like even thinking of it as fuel, what is my, what does my, this body to do what it needs to do today need as far as fuel. And I think, I mean, I know for me, one of the challenges is if I don't pause and think and be intentional what I'm putting in, I don't even know when I ate, what I ate. I mean, so there's that lack of intentionality um, and that fast hurried lifestyle are all recipes for (laughs) a very challenging um, nutrition plan, right? But And just in like, like what you just said, and in, in just in pausing, like that we would stop what we're doing, yeah. be mindful of him, right? Just to, you know, in that pause to ask what we should eat or what would best fuel us for the rest of our day. Um, not only does he speak to us and, and share that with us, but then we're just pausing to just give him our attention and our focus yeah. and gratitude and yeah. So refixing, refixing. Yeah. Once I, um, I, Christy Kane shared a analogy of when you're at the beach, you're swimming. And I think I shared this at one of the events, but you're swimming and, you know, the current drifts you and you have to continue to look back for that like umbrella to know if you've drifted too far to one side. And so I think that that those she said were marker checks, you know, and that we need to intentionally, there's that word, establish marker checks throughout our lives, throughout our day, throughout our weeks, just to pause and say, have I drifted? Did, am I still focused on the mission or on what he's told me to do today? Um, and even before meals, you know, yeah. included. Yeah. It's kind of like just staying plumb, right? Yes. Like drifting, that's but, a right? Good like that's yeah. yeah. I so. love it. And then what about, you know, the importance of community around that? I think that probably plays a big role. Yes, for sure. You were talking earlier um, and it just reminded me like when we were talking about being made in his image and it reminded me of Isaiah 53, verse two, which says he had, speaking of Jesus, he had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. Mm. Yet it people were drawn to Jesus, right? But it wasn't because of his appearance. It was because he came to serve. He came to love. He had time for the one He saw people and once we surrender to him and for me personally, there was so much more time I had in my my day when I wasn't um, so focused on on what I was going to eat and how I was going to move. And there was so much time that I had to love and serve the people that he placed in my life. And that's what, I mean, he came to do, right? I mean, that um, is such a beautiful example for us, like how he just spent time in community and fellowshipping with other people and having meals for other people. Like I think about how he made the disciples, they, he made them fish on the beach and like, you know, and bread. 
He gave them that bread. Right. <laughs> Carbs, right? I mean, so, there, I mean, I just think there's nothing in his word that isn't intended for, for okay. us to learn from. And so he could have, you know, served people in ways that didn't include community and food and fellowship, but there are lots of examples in God's word of that. And so just um, enjoying that. And, you know, for those of us who, because I've been here too, where we are choosing food for comfort. Again, remembering that it can be an a comfort to us, but not when I'm just chowing down on Moose Tracks ice cream by myself while I'm watching TV just to numb out, right? Yeah. There's a difference between having it as a way to numb out and enjoying it, um, you know, just like, and in fellowship and fellowship. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. yes. So I just think that, you know, when we can keep it in its place again, when we're surrendered and inviting him into the process, like there's so much freedom for yeah. us there yeah. and he wants us to enjoy it. Like, I think he totally intends for food. I mean, it tastes great. It's yeah. a beautiful, like he didn't have to make, I mean, we could still be eating manna, right? So like, it's beautiful that we have all of these amazing foods that we get to enjoy. And I think that that's something that is a gift that he's given us. But, um, you know, if we're either restricting it or just binging on it, then we're not able to. Yeah. Truly it. All things in moderation and all things under him. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so key takeaways as we wrap up, uh, you know, God cares about all the areas and he wants to reign sovereignly over all the areas, including our bodies, our nutrition, our health, um, and just surrendering those areas to him so that he can be sovereign and relying on the Holy Spirit to um, empower us to enjoy things like food and exercise and community and all the things in moderation. And I think for me, like big key takeaway is pausing. Pause mm. before we eat. Pause before we decide what to engage in for the day. And this is, I think, beyond even just health and wellness, just slowing down to listen, you know, because he cares about the things that we care about. And he knows the things that keep us from running our race well. And he's got all the tools. And his yoke is easy. Mm. You know, we just have to pause enough to listen for his direction and he'll direct us even in what we eat and what we do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you, anything else you want to share before we wrap? So no, I, I think there's the last thing I would want to say to encourage someone yeah. is that um, he can transform the way that we think about our bodies. He can transform the way that we think about food. He tells us to not conform to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And he can do that. Like, and I, there was a time when I didn't believe that for myself, but I just want to encourage anybody who is struggling, whether, you know, you're on the restriction side of the pendulum or the comfort and neglect side that he can transform our thoughts and we don't have to conform to the way that the world does it. We get 
to hold the hand of our Father and invite the Holy Spirit into the journey. And he can truly transform the way that we think about our food and our bodies. So, amen. Thank God. Praise literally. <laughs> would you? Um, I know I didn't ask you this at a time, but would you? Would you close us out by praying over just any woman that's listening? You know, whenever this is, this may be who knows when, but just yeah. just pray over them. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that we do not have to do this life alone. And so, Lord, we just come to you humbly. Um, We come um, just desiring that you would be sovereign, that you would be um, able to make us plumb, that our foundation would be firm in you. And Lord, whether we are here and we have been restricting or obsessing about our food, or maybe we've been choosing food for comfort and we've maybe just neglected um, this part of our health altogether. Lord, we just come um, surrendering to you. We come asking you to guide us. We come asking that you would help us to know how to fuel our bodies and move our bodies Um, Lord, you have the power to transform our thoughts and to renew our minds. And so we ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and do just that. And that the freedom that we find in our health would allow us to be um, able to love and serve the people that you have placed in our lives um, in a way that just brings you glory. We love you so much. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Good, much needed talk. I Thank appreciate you for having me. I'm grateful. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Couch Conversations. I hope you're inspired and ready to tackle the day knowing you're loved and have a purpose. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And I'd love it if you left us a rating and a review so more people can join us on this journey. We'll see you next time.